So, dear brothers and sisters, today our brother Christian Chen is on our minds and hearts. And as most of us knew earlier, Son just found out he passed away last Thursday, July 27th. What I want to say is this morning, as I share what the Lord has put on my heart, that I please do think about Christian during the message. Please do think about the example and life of our dear brother as we share from the word. So even as we read scriptures and get started, it's okay to think about our brother Christian. This is not a eulogy, this is the memorial service is next week. Uh, we want to seek the Lord together and listen for his voice, what he wants to say to us this morning. So let's turn to Matthew's Gospel, the very, very end, the last a word from our Lord in Matthew 28. Verse 18, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Verse 20, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always to the end of the age. Turn with me to also to John chapter 13. John 13 verse 1. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew his hour had come, that he should depart from this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. And then verse 12. So when he had washed their feet, taken his garments, and sat down again, he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord. You say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. And verse 15, For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. And verse 17, if you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. 
And also turn with me to the letter to the Thessalonians. The first letter. And chapter 2. I know Paul is writing to that group, uh, the Thessalonians that he had spent that time with, and he's writing this letter to them. We'll start in verse 4. But as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, even so we speak, not as pleasing men, but God who, who... who tests our hearts. For neither in, at any time did we use flattering words, as you know, nor a cloak for covetousness. God is witness. Nor did we seek glory from men, either from you or from others, when we might have made demands as apostles of Christ. But we were gentle among you, just as nursing mothers cherishes her own children. So affectionately longing for you, we were well pleased to impart to you not only the gospel of God, but also our lives because you had become dear to us. Dear,呃,就是我們家前書第二章第四節到第八節,但神既神既既然認中了我們,把福音託付我們,我們就照樣講,不要討人喜歡,乃是那是要討那查驗我們的心,神喜歡,因為我們從來沒有用過前面的話
And we thank you also for the example of Paul. And Lord, today, this morning, the example of our brother Christian Chen is on our hearts and minds too. So we trust in you, your Holy Spirit's presence with us now as we consider your words to us. In Christ's name we pray. We go back to the Matthew verse, the Great Commission at the end of Matthew, chapter 28, verse 20. And there's this phrase in, chapter, in verse 20 where he says, Teaching them to observe all things that, that I have commanded you. So recently I found myself that when I read this, I often sort of simplify it and think that what the Lord was saying is we're to go and make disciples and then we're supposed to teach them all the things I have commanded you. In other words, well, we have a lot of teaching to do. And of course, if we focus only on teaching, then we focus on knowledge. Uh, we could focus on every word that Jesus taught. But if it was all about knowledge, then, well, if, that, if that's how we viewed it, we'd end up being... Uh, like the Pharisees. The Pharisees build up all this knowledge and law and they understood the law and they put it on, they tell people. Now we won't take any time, but if you want to look it up, end of, in chapter 11 of Luke, we find the, our Lord Jesus addressing the Pharisees and their hypocrisy. So they were teaching God's laws, but they weren't living it. They built up this knowledge and then they they dispense it, but they don't obey themselves. And the reason I we point that out is to go back and look at this verse. What does it really say? Our Lord Jesus said, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded to you. Now, how, how do you teach someone to obey? Now, one way is you teach the commands and then you say, obey. <laughs> and Jesus was the greatest teacher of all time and he did that. He taught beautifully and, and wonderfully. And then he would say, do it. Like the words we just read, he said, blessed are you if you do them. And 
But even though Jesus was the greatest teacher of all time, he did something even more. He did more than teach perfectly, he demonstrated everything he was teaching. He showed the disciples how to live. He showed how to love God. He showed how to love others. And so when we ask the question, how do you and I follow this great commission? How do we teach others to observe all that the Lord has shown us, taught us? A big part of the answer is we must set an example. How many times have you been had someone come to you and say, Here, obey, and then you oh instantly you obey. But think back to when you see a brother or sister doing something out of the Lord's life and it touches you and causes you to do the same. So not only was Jesus Christ the greatest teacher of all time, he was the greatest example. And then we just read in chapter 13 of John where Jesus not only, uh, where he actually washed, when he washed the disciples' feet, he specifically talked about being an example. So we find here that, that he, he says, look, I'm doing this to, for you and you are to do it for others. Verse 15 says, for I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. So there's the principle and there's the direct statement from our Lord. I am your example, follow it. But I want to take a moment and think not just of those individual events. But think of the three years the disciples were with Jesus. Three years. Day in and day out. Uh, one time when I, when I was young, not once, twice, when I was in my college years, I went to Canada on wilderness trips. So we leave our cars and we take our canoes and we take all our food and our tarps and we go into the wilderness for three weeks. We never see anybody else. And 
And the second time I was one of the leaders. I was also a new believer, by the way. Only one year. But imagine the what happens when you're in a group like that for three weeks. You're sharing the same tarp, you're eating whatever so and so cooked. Everybody's getting frustrated with each other. And that was three weeks. You don't know where you're going to stay at night, although we leaders knew on the map that's where we should get to. What did our Lord Jesus said? He said, we, we don't know where we're laying our head. You want to follow me? I don't, we don't know where we're putting our head down. We carried our tents and all our stuff on our backs. But think about three weeks in that group. When have you been in a group like that? Well, for some of you, it might have been on a Christian Chen trip. Two weeks in the Middle East. Or Turkey. Or Italy. Now, you probably knew where your hotel, somebody knew where the hotel was. That you're going to end up that night. But God is the only one who knew when you would actually get there. Because if it's 7 p.m. and there's one more place that Christian wanted to take us, we're going to that place. So think of those times together, how intense that was to travel together and to be together and have meals together and do unusual things and difficult things together. And now take it back to what this meant for our Lord Jesus. Imagine our Lord waking up in the morning. Of course, he prayed to his father. But how often did he pray, like, Lord, I have to put up with these twelve again? These were twelve unschooled people with strong personalities. We get to see little snippets of Peter and John and James and their personalities. The Lord was with them every day for three years. A Christian would say would point out that's 156 weeks. So we're on a camping trip or on a trip for two weeks or three weeks. We come back, oh, thank, thank God I don't have to be with that person for another, another day. But Jesus was with them for three years. So what's the point? 
The point is when Jesus said to them, "Love one another as I have loved you." That was not an abstract idea. They were watching him love them every day for three years. Everything he did was for them out of love. He was living out agape love towards them. So we get to see what comes through in scripture, but imagine what it was like. Just give one more example because it, it's similar. Is that the Lord told the disciples to forgive one another? And we remember the Lord saying, "Forgive them, for they know not what they do at the cross." But Jesus had no sin. His sensitivity to sin was probably perfect. So he again, he's with the twelve or the seventy, the others who are following. He is very aware of their sin. So when he said, "Forgive seven times seven," Jesus himself was doing that twenty-four by seven. And that explains how a sinner, someone who's publicly known as a sinner, could walk up and approach Jesus Christ. Because they'd seen that he didn't reject sinners. But for Jesus, who, who knew no sin, he was actively exuding forgiveness. He was living out the grace and love of God. Again, when he tells us to forgive, he was forgiving. And the other example we want to see in in the Lord is when the Lord talks about us obeying our Father. Of course, Jesus set that example perfectly. We turn to John chapter 12 and read verse 49. For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me gave me a command, what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his command is everlasting life. Therefore, whatever I speak, just as the Father has told me, so I speak. So it's a reminder that our Lord Jesus asked his Father for guidance on everything. He obeyed his father. 
He sought his father's will and then obeyed it. In every aspect, think of the questions the Lord would ask his father. Who say who of these group of men are the twelve? And the Lord would answer him, and then Jesus would ask his father, What? What should I say? What should I say today in this place? Where should I go? Should I stay in this town another day, or should I go on to Capernaum? Should I cross the sea, or should and and when? <laughs> we think of the Lord people saying that Jesus should either not go to Jerusalem or go to Jerusalem. But Jesus Jesus sought the Father about when was it his time. The Father told Jesus when it was his time, when it was time to go to Jerusalem to the cross. And we think of this example now, we do think also of our brother Christian. Christian's life as an example of obedience. Now, some of you in the room know Christian for many more years than me. But I think we all agree that we saw a brother who sought the Lord and, and followed the Lord's leading. Over and over and over again, Christian took bold new paths that others weren't taking as he followed his Lord. So think of it in terms of questions our brother must have asked the Lord. Where? Where should I be? Do I serve in Taiwan, in Brazil, in the U.S.? Is it time to switch to the other place? And our brother followed the Lord's leading. What? What, Lord, should I share? Once it was understood that Christian had a gift with teaching, he was constantly asked to speak here and there. And he sought the Lord and said, What is it I should share with this group of believers? When? When is it time to give up a career as a physics professor? As many of you know, many people wanted Christian to go full-time into ministry 
long before he actually did. So in these matters, Christians sought the Lord's leading and tried to follow. Maybe there was a how question in his that Christian had. Some how questions. Lord, how do I share the vision of the church? How do I share about the recovery of what you want? And how in a country like Brazil can we gather saints who are seeking the Lord together in some way? As as Christians sought the Lord, I don't know the details, but somehow the magazine came into being and conferences came into being. But it came out of a burden and an obedience of Christian to our Lord. And people in this room know these are big things. <laughs> these aren't just speaking at one conference. These are things that changed hundreds of lives. Sorry, these are things that change hundreds of lives. Or another how question Christian might have had is how to make the Bible and church history come alive for people. When we go to the actual place, it comes alive. How can we do that? It's so hard, but how can we do that for brothers and sisters? But our, our brother obeyed the Lord when the Lord started to show him. Or something else doesn't even seem related. How can we affirm the precious treasure and hymns that is sort of being lost to the current generation? How can we keep those precious hymns available and living? And Christian took action and obeyed the Lord's leading. question of who? Who? Who do I share with? Who do I visit? Who do I, who do I say yes or no to when they ask me to speak? Christian would ask the Lord. And we all watched as Christian would accept invitations from groups that didn't have that much clarity and yet they were seeking. How to respond to those hungry ones who are in more traditional uh, views of things who want 
the Lord. How many times in obedience to the Lord did Christian then open a door that wasn't open or start something new that wasn't there? So let's get back to our, our Lord as an example. So Jesus set the standard for being an example of what he taught. And what about the disciples? If, if we are to te- and, and us, if we're to teach and help one another obey the Lord's commands, we too need to be examples to each other. So this is just not about special brothers like Christian, it's for all of us. So we're also looking today at Paul's example. How does Paul follow the Lord? And we're looking at what happened in Thessalonica. And we all know from Acts chapter 17, Paul, uh, he was crossing over into Macedonia. He went to Philippi, and then after persecution, he then went to Thessalonica. Macedonia is the land. Then they went to Philippi. And Paul came to them as an apostle of God. Remember, this was a pure missionary journey. He was bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ for the first time. And thankfully, there were many people there in Thessalonica who were receptive to him. So if you want to look it up in Acts chapter 17, it's the beginning of that chapter. Many Gentiles believed. Many prominent women, it says, believed. But what we want to look at today is how did Paul live when he was in their presence? Did he set an example for them? And so let's turn to the letter of Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. And let's just put our minds at this place where Paul and his, those traveling with him come into a town and they share the gospel and some believe and then and they stay there for a while. Verse 4. But as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, even so we speak, not as pleasing men, but God who tests our hearts. So 
So Paul was approved by God to bring them the good news. Now before we go on to the next thing, let's just think of our brother Christian. Our brother Christian brought God's good news to many, many people. To many people, it wasn't the first time they heard the gospel, but it was a matter of hearing the full gospel, all the fullness of what God has for us. Think of how many people, including you and me, whose eyes were opened or our understanding was deepened as our brother shared from the living word. And like Paul says it here, our, Chris, our brother didn't do it to please men. He did it to please the Lord only. And now let's look more at let's look into that relationship Paul had with these believers. Verse six, nor did we seek glory from men, either from you or from others, when we might have made demands as apostles of Christ. So here's Paul coming into town. He's bringing the word of life, and some have believed it would sort of be his right to say, uh, "Which one of you has the nicest home? I think I should stay with you." After all, I am anointed of God, and I'm bringing you the gospel. But Paul says, no, I wasn't like that in your midst. There was, there, I never asked for anything special because of my role. And we think when our brother Christian, a gifted Bible teacher, people looking to him to teach, when did he ever seek honor in our midst? When did he try to assert control because he was a gifted teacher? I don't think it ever happened. But look at verse 7 and 8 as we see into the heart of Paul. But he was gentle among you, just as, but we were gentle among you, just as a nursing mother cherishes her own children. So affectionately longing for you, we were well pleased to impart to you not only the gospel of God, but also our own lives because you had become dear to us. Now, 
So we see here this beautiful, this beautiful phrase. We see the heart of love that God gave to Paul for these new believers. It was a mother's love for new ones. But he also uses this phrase. He said, We didn't just share the gospel, we didn't impart just the gospel, we imparted our very lives. What does that mean? Think about Paul. He was not just staying in a hotel and speaking. Just like with Jesus and the disciples, right? They were together for three years together. When Paul visited, he was with those new believers in their homes, 24 by 7. He wasn't just teaching them the truth. He was sharing his life, the life of God with them. As I think of that phrase and think of our brother Christian, not only did our brother share the gospel of God through his teaching, but he imparted his own life to us. In other words, he gave of the life God had given him, he gave to many of us. It's not teaching down and saying obey. It's, it's sharing that which you've received in order for others to partake. Our brother Christian would share of the richness of the Word of God. He would show us how deep and rich it was. And for many of us, it gave us a hunger we didn't have before. Wow, that's really there. I gotta seek that. How many of you had never read a single book ten times in a row until Christian told you to do it? Why did he do that? Just because he's a taskmaster? No, because he's imparting what he's experienced with us. He doesn't want to be our teacher telling us down. He wants us to go to the Word and discover it ourselves. So he would tell groups, I'm not coming to share with you unless you all read this or you all memorize that. So our brother Christian was giving that which he has received. 
那与我们从分享他的生命，我们也就想到他的这些研习之旅。Our brother Christian, by sharing the experience of walking where Moses walked, or walking where Jesus walked，那陈弟兄所分享就是，呃，我们在行走到这些摩西所行走的地方，或者我们我们的主耶稣他自己所行走的这些地方，was imparting life to us。那实在是把生命就这样，呃，就就分享给我们。and we forget how difficult making all that happen is. And yet our brother was was giving in this way. And then our brother understands church history and then he asks the, he, he does church history trips with us. Making real for some of us for the first time that this cloud of witnesses is really real people. And that many brothers and sisters had a vision and understanding of, of the Lord's way throughout these 2,000 years and obeyed in a beautiful way. So it's one thing for Christian to appreciate that and talk about it. But that wasn't enough. He took us on trips so that we could go there. And we mentioned the hymns already. How he had that burden. And he gathered people and, and studied the hymns and took Watchman Nee's work and, and gave us a new uh, a hymnal and to, to bless brothers and sisters with. 他就找了寻找到许多的这些诗歌，有些是尼弟兄所写的，就编辑成一首诗歌，让我们能够一同分享。so what motivated Paul and what motivated Christian? The only answer is agape love. Let's look at verse 9 in chapter 2. Paul says, For you remember, brethren, our labor and toil for laboring night and day that we might not be a burden to any of you. We preach to you the gospel of God. We see that Paul, when he was with these people, instead of being a burden, he did everything he could not to be a burden to these new believers. Our brother Christian, although he had the right to be a full time servant, uh, very early, he didn't. 
全力能够做全时间服侍的一个弟兄 And I, I, don't, I can't speak to his motive and his reasons 但我也不能讲到说是他的原因或是他的这个原动力是如何 But I do want to personally say how challenging it was to know that Christian was still a full-time professor 但是就我个人来说我能够 实在是能够看出他能够做全职的一个教授 and he was still serving and studying the word and sharing the word and speaking and all this and you say to yourself okay Lord I guess there are no limits <laughs> so his example challenges us Paul walked blamelessly. It says in verse 10, Paul says, For you were witnesses, and God also, how devoutly and justly and blamelessly we behaved ourselves. And of course, Paul, only Jesus is without sin. <laughs> So those who knew Paul well would, would have known his sin. And our brother Christian is not without sin. And I'm sure many and the family members can... Well, we don't need to talk about it. But it's like one of us. But I, have a, I cannot think of one way that Christian ever did not live out what he taught. time where he shared from the word that he said one thing from the word and then when you look at his life he's not doing it. May we call that blameless. It's an example to us. And the last phrase we want to look at is in 11 and 12. As you know how we exhorted and comforted and charged every one of you as Father does his own children, that you may walk worthy of God who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. 那第十一、十二节，你们也晓得，我们怎样劝勉你们，安慰你们，嘱咐你、你们个人，好像父亲在自己、在自己的儿女一样。我要叫你们，我要，我要叫你们行事，对得起那招你们、你们敬他国、得
那他也同样有父亲的爱，也是在那边劝勉他们。So Paul did that with them。那保罗也如此对他们做。And our brother Christian set a standard for many of us。那我们的陈弟兄也为我们设立了美好的榜样。He modeled that standard。那他也自己照着这个榜样去做。Like a father saying, "Hey, this is where you should go. This is where you should be。就像一个父亲说，你当这样做，你当如此行。when he came in our midst here in New York, he didn't control anything. He didn't want to lead. But when the Lord put something on his heart, he spoke boldly to exhort us as a father. Sometimes we listen, sometimes maybe we didn't. But our brother Christian uh, had this father's heart. So just to wrap up, we want to step back at what our Lord was saying, which is that we are to be examples to others. Let's turn just just to see the cycle, the beautiful picture of fruit. Let's turn back to chapter one of Thessalonians, first Thessalonians. And we see verse six. Where Paul's writing to the same believers. He said, and you became followers of us and of the Lord, have received the word with much affliction and with joy of the Holy Spirit, so that you became Examples to all Macedonia and Achaia who believe. 并且你们在大难之中蒙了圣灵所赐的喜乐,领受真道,就效法我们,也效法了主,甚至你们做了马其顿和雅盖雅所有信主之人的榜样。And verse 8, for from you the word of the Lord has sounded forth, but also in every place. 因为主的道, and it says here, your faith has, toward God has gone out. So we're reminded that when the Lord set his example, then the disciples followed that example. When Paul went there and set that example, they, the Thessalonians, followed that example and there was fruit. And that's what the Lord wants from us too. So in the Great Commission, how do we teach one another? And we can also view it as how do we help one another observe all that Jesus has commanded? We need to be living examples first. God wants His life to rule in us so it flows from the inside out. No hypocrisy. None of us preaching this but not living it. As we do like our brother Christian did, we will be an example to others.
And a wonderful note about this teaching. In order to teach those around you how to observe all the Lord has said, you don't have to be a teacher. In other words, you don't have to be a Christian Chen who's a gifted speaker. This role as an example is for everybody. It's not just that someone who's gifted in teaching teach and say obey. You and I set an example and that's how we all teach one another. That's how non believers will say, Wow, those are Christ's disciples. So we are all to live it out. So today you and I have heavy hearts. And we all have some may have some burning questions still in our minds about uh, the Lord taking our brother at this time. And may we all seek the Lord for his answers to those questions. They're not the topic this morning. But one thing I've learned from moments like these in the past, when the Lord takes someone from us who is really, really precious to us and we rely on them, that's what's happened with our brother Christian. One thing I'm a hundred percent sure of is that you, the Lord, wants you and I to step up. When we sense that gap, the Lord's prompting us and saying, Where are you? I relied on him for that. What's my role? Now, none of us should ever be like Christian Chen. <laughs> the Lord never asks us to mimic or copy someone else. That's artificial, but we can with a whole heart follow the example of Paul the Apostle and the example of our brother Christian we can follow his wholehearted obedience and his example and we can seek the Lord and say Lord how am I to serve those around me how am I to be an example that helps my brother and sister observe all that you want, Lord Jesus? Let's close this time with uh, the season of prayer.
I would ask our brother Enoch after after a few prayers, prayers I ask our brother Enoch to uh, come up and and close the prayer time with prayer.
and those that did not live with you personally but lived a life for, for you. And uh, now we, we have this eyewitness time through these years, Lord, uh, seeing the brother living out Christ Jesus. What a privilege and what a blessing for us. We praise you for this in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Lord, we just want to give you our worship and praise. Truly, Lord, you have blessed us, Lord, in so many ways. You have given our brother Christian Chen as a gift to your church. Through his life, he has been such a living example of your of yourself. That he has lived out Christ's life. And that we have been blessed, Lord, and we have such, Lord, Lord, memories that we will not forget. We thank you, Lord, that, Lord, because he has lived out Christ's life. Now we are being challenged, Lord, to live out your life. Lord, we just pray, Lord, that, Lord, even, Lord, you yourself, Lord, just continue to operate within us. That is not just teaching. But truly, Lord, it is to live out your life. Lord, we do just know that, Lord, you desire, Lord, that Christ be mature in each one of us. That, Lord, you have your bride ready for your return. Lord, we again worship you for all that you have done through our brother. And we entrust, Lord, by your Holy Spirit, the same life that is in him, that is in us, will work out your full purpose, your full calling. We thank you, Lord, again, worship you for such a life. Lord, that you have through our brother. 
even as the scriptures that we consider just now that the Christ will be seen even through us indeed this is the living testimony and we pray and ask this in Christ's name Amen